It's 2 a.m. And you're trying to sleep and failing. Your mind is racing at a million miles an hour. Or maybe you're stewing, feeling anger or sadness or even despair. Dr. Cashy's been there recently and knows what it's like to be sucked into the stuckness. In this episode, the good doctor explains how the lifeline method can help you impose order on the chaos when your sympathetic nervous system is in high gear. Roll the intro! Good morning, everybody. Good day. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy of Coffee with Cashy. Holy cow, now that my microphone is here, I can start yelling and screaming like a normal person does, right? I uh, got a two for one today, everybody, so buckle up. I'm going to go crazy with the nerd rages. Uh, so this is this is Dr. Cashy's confession time. I'm going to talk about some real life stuff with me, which I do seldom, if ever, especially in a, in a setting or a form like this. And I would say go easy on me, but do what you will. The feedback is good. Uh, have some story time, something that just happened to me, and a fix. Okay, a, a coachable, coachable moment that I want to pass on to you guys because it's fresh in the old noggin. It's fresh in the old noggin, okay? Uh, at the time of generating this, I am hilariously sleep-deprived. Hilariously. One of those awkward situations where I got like 80 minutes of sleep and I think I would have maybe felt better if I got no sleep than getting the 80 minutes and waking up. Uh, I had a rough go at falling asleep. I did fall asleep at the right time, a good time for me, uh, with, with a bit of anxiety. That, that happens to the best of us, though, I think. Uh, I woke up, though, 90 minutes later or so, 80 minutes, uh, with my heart racing and my, dart, my eyes darting around everywhere in this odd, paranoid state. And I know three things. One, my vigilance factor is up there right now. I've been on high alert lately. I've been brewing up a lot of stuff for some t for, for TKN. And uh, as a biochemist, I suppose you can, th that, that can mean just about anything. So I'll leave it up to you to decide what that means, because that's always fun. Uh, Mrs. Cashy is an absolute ninja in bed, number two. I may have been at the receiving end of a tornado kick while I was sleeping. And number three, this stuff happens. You know, it's just the way she goes. It's just the way she goes. Uh, and I laid there for a little while trying to go back to sleep. But after the urge to constantly shift around, I decided to just get up and move to another room so as to keep Mrs. Cashy's sleep disruption to a minimum. And when I moved rooms, I laid there and laid there and laid there and I started huffing and puffing. <laughs> like the big bad wolf, so to speak. Uh, instead of winding down, I was winding up. I checked the clock. I laid there for 72 minutes. I only checked the clock one time, though. And when I did check it, I got up. So points there to myself. I'm going to give some credit where credit is due there. That's a very important part of this process is sweating the small stuff, as I say. I was getting increasingly irritated, and my mind was wandering to morbid, self-destructive stuff. Uh, I can get pretty dark when I'm sleep-deprived. I'll just leave it at that, at least for now. Maybe you understand what I'm talking about. And that's essentially when it struck me. Holy crap, I am bored. This is bad. <laughs> Uh, there are better things to have in your house than a bored biochemist. Take my word for it. Mm -hmm. uh, getting weird impulses and thinking self-destructive things when you've got too much time on your hands and you're bored and exhausted, killing time, sleep-deprived, maybe procrastinating. Uh, it's possible you have felt similarly. It's possible. As for me personally, during times like this, 
during times like this, it makes perfect sense to think about slicing myself open or downing a bottle of vodka or destroying a whole pizza because my beauty sleep got interrupted, right? <laughs> Definitely rational. Definitely rational. Uh, on top of that, I started to get anxious about talking to you today. I feel such a strong duty to you that the idea of, of you thinking I'm dumb or useless or a sham or a shyster continued setting me down this spiral. Does that sound familiar too? Uh, in my, my broody, ruminating, rage-filled stupor, which you could also call a tantrum, uh, there was a voila. Like, there was a little flicker of, like, I did have a flicker of clarity there. Uh, some brain power came back for, for a second. Oh, I could just talk about this with you guys. I can talk about this with you, what was going on in my head during that time. So I stumbled over to my office, right? I, I fell asleep at about 9.30, woke up at like 10.50, <laughs> okay? And I, uh, which sounds strange, but that's what happened. And then wandered over to my office and I opened up Google Docs on my computer to jot, jot some notes down to help, help keep myself on track, okay? Tangentially related, one of the benefits of being a scientist is that there's a limited expectation to memorize a bunch of stuff. Indubitably, try and figure out any way to use that word ever. Uh, the expectation is the shameless and gratuitous use of references. After all, why would I be bound to the scientist's code to write my observations and then be barred from using them? <laughs> Anyhow, I, I went to open up Google Docs, Google Docs to jot down my notes and the browser indicated my internet was down. Hmm, interesting. Uh, the small feeling of reprieve I had with that moment of clarity was instantly squashed by a fresh wave of toddler-like stompiness. My brain was flooding with sabotaging thoughts. Whoa, uh, I kept notes of the five that were darting around because this is also something I, I, I suggested everybody does because it brings some clarity when you, when you end up becoming level-headed later, which everybody does. Uh, and here's my best attempt at reading them to you, uh, void of the emotions that I, I felt while thinking them. Uh, number, number one was if I ate that pizza and drank a bottle of vodka, I'd probably be asleep right now. And since in my mind sleep is good, then doing this to do the good thing, does that make sense? Uh, or I, I deserve giving myself a new scar for being this dumb. What the dumb thing was, I actually am clueless now, but then there was definitely something dumb that I was done or, or did that deserved really that justified me giving myself a new scar evidently. Uh, I'm never gonna make good on any of my promises. I'm gonna be a total zombie and everyone is gonna think I'm dumb and hate me. And uh, there's nothing I can do about any of this, I'm screwed. Okay, these are the things that were, that were circling in my head. Totally reasonable, right? Uh, as it goes on, it, it goes. And uh, if I were calm and collected, I could have reasoned better. If I saw the internet down, I could have said, whoa, maybe I could just open up Notepad and type my notes there. <laughs> or, or better yet, I could use a pen and a piece of paper, right? But screw that. I'm going to catastrophize, tell the future, read your mind, remove all of my own options, lean into self-harm and every other cognitive contortion to distort reality, substituting my own reality and giving myself permission to act a fool. <laughs> and then having to clean that up later, too. Nope. Google Docs is obviously the only option to write anything at all ever. And it's broken. So now I'm stompy and hanging on by a thread. <laughs> uh, that's how it felt anyway. And maybe I was. It's impossible to know. Uh, then the other Dr. Cashy ended up coming back. The third person, Dr. Cashy, the goofy one. Uh, and if only for a split second, it was the moment of clarity that 
that gave me what I needed. I needed a lifeline. I needed a lifeline, and I'll explain that in a second. Uh, I, I remember my great-grandma telling me something when I was a small child, and she said, uh, idle hands make the devil's work. Uh, a sticky note that I actually have in plain sight now. Uh, indeed, when you, are, when you are angry, sad, bored, aimless, and more or less alone, you're stacking the deck in favor of acting like a total goofball. <laughs> yeah. And so this gave me just enough oomph to recall my main productive procrastination techniques. This is a term and method I use with my TKN members so as to distract themselves, allowing for te temporary negative feelings to pass. And to help me remember during times of stress, I actually use the terminology from the game show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Maybe it's still on, who knows? Uh, anyway, in the show, you were given multiple choice trivia questions, and if you're stumped, you're given three ways to possibly make that question easier to answer. These are aptly called lifelines. Phone a friend, ask the audience, and 50-50. I get tingles thinking about this. This is, I love this. It's, uh, it saved my life more than once. Uh, for phone a friend, it's self-explanatory, right? You call up your support system, you can talk about whatever. Many times it's best to have a conversation about something totally unrelated, letting the feelings and compulsions kind of run their course. Uh, then there's ask the audience. In the game show, the studio audience uses a remote to punch in what they think the answer is. In, in my case, it could be talking to the birds and the deer outside, seeing what they think. Although if there are no ducks, I will settle for lizards. Pigeons are completely useless. Uh, trees are wise, but they take absolutely forever to respond, and that's inconvenient when everything feels urgent. So ducks and lizards are my two, two top. And then 50-50. Uh, walk and or shower. That's my 50-50. Uh, in this case, I chose walk and a shower. Walking is almost always my first choice as a lifeline. Since it's gross in Texas right now, uh, I, I went for a walk and then took a shower because I felt gross. <laughs> and during that time, I was able to expand the space between stimulus and response, giving me the opportunity to be a bit more reasonable. Because after all, a large chunk of time was so graciously presenting itself on account of me being, well, awake. <laughs> and so I was able to get some work in. By the way, how fun is the appropriation of lifelines from a game show, right? <laughs> it's just too good of a fit. Uh, and and literal in, in some cases in my life, uh, times where you're otherwise too useless to do anything creative or productive, these are benign methods of purposeful distraction to let negative mentally handicapping nonsense run its course. And since there are three lifelines in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, I basically have three lifelines associated because, I mean, that's just too easy to do. It gives you enough, trust me. Now, the irritation of wasting my time with cataloging my irrational thoughts and implementing these distraction techniques far outweighed the outcome of giving in to the, the ugly impulses I had. Remember, there is discomfort in all circumstances. You do have some influence over how much. And another tangent, this is also part of the reason why mnemonics are an effective technique for test taking. The, the semantic priming of language means that you can have a very small piece of information to recall, and that ends up allowing you to recall more information and more complex information, especially during times of stress, like a test or a medical emergency, or in my case, waking up in a murder-death-kill panic mode. <laughs> uh, how much brain power do you have when you're sad, angry, anxious, stressed, and bored? I'm curious if you go down to three brain cells worth of computing power like me. If you do, then this is definitely the method for you. 
one brain cell for each lifeline. <laughs> Think about how powerful this method is. Using biochemistry lingo, which I like to sneak in any, any time and place I possibly can to justify 10 years of my life, it creates a sort of a signaling cascade. This is where one simple message or event can be amplified many times over, creating complex physiological responses. Hormones are a good example, okay? To that end, I think of a lifeline. If I think of the term lifeline, I get a flood of information coming right into my working memory. The cognitive load required to recall and prioritize these relatively complex behaviors has now been shrunk to nearly nothing which is about as much brain power as I had when I was angry, stressed, bored, and self-destructive. <laughs> There's a stressor, I think lifeline. Now automatically it generates a three-pronged fork, magically appears, and each prong has a self-explanatory path of productive procrastination methods. This is more or less an automatic process. You give it a little bit of gas. There's lots of information with modest recall requirements. After you think lifeline, the rest kind of takes care of itself. A lot of people will take one step forward and two or more steps back, especially when they're lacking a tool like this. Uh, with this method, I actually think it's fair to say you'll get equal opposite, two steps forward and one step back. You'll net a little bit. Maybe a one-to-one -one in special circumstances, which is still a win. <laughs> Anyone disagrees? Well, they can, they can go be right over in that corner. <laughs> That's fine. They're entitled to that. Uh, do things work out perfect? No, heck no. It's also absurd to think that they would or should. However, you can position yourself to make progress when everything else is, when everybody else is struggling to figure out what the heck is going on and then destroying their hard work or worse in the process of trying to figure out what's going on. You've already moved on. I would much rather you made progress, but that's just me. I'm biased like that. It does me good, does you good, and I like good stuff. Things that I think are good anyway. Uh, maybe we're both biased like that. If so, I think that's good too. <laughs> there is a time where I would have eaten that pizza, drank that bottle of booze, and then cut myself open. Uh, and, and I would have had to deal with that too. I would have had to deal with that too and, and all the nonsense that came along with that, that cleanup. This is why if you think coaching is about somebody telling you what to do so you get results like this means to an end, uh, then you'll forever be on this hamster wheel of crap. The whole point of coaching the way I operate in any way, shape, or form is to turn you into your own coach. It took me a while with a bit of coaching to get to this point, yes, but that's the point. Think about this, think about this. I had Mrs. Cashy a few feet away. I have friends where even if their phone is on do not disturb, my call will still go through. I have a whole team of amazing coaches that would leap up to help at a moment's notice, even at a ridiculous hour. But you know what, when you're stressed to hell, and your sympathetic nervous system is about as tone deaf as a Hawaiian shirt guy on a karaoke night, your world shrinks to just you and all the things that make you sad, scared, angry, depressed, self-destructive, whatever. Now, pocket protector dorks might call this attentional bias. This, this means the greater your stress, the more alone you think you are, kind of. At least that's how I'm regurgitating it to you to help remind me. Unless somebody is right there at the perfect time to pull you out of it, then the actions you take during these strangely vulnerable times are moderated by your ability to be your own coach. And aside from speaking in the third person, that's what Dr. Cashy's all about. <laughs> and uh, th that's it for Dr. Cashy's confession, the midnight triage. Uh, I hope that gives you some insight into what, what happens in real life, at least in my life, which I think is a real one. 
and that the true value of coaching is when you put yourself into a position uh, where if the only option you see is coaching yourself, that you still come out of it ahead. Uh, but anyways, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. A uh, little bit of story time, a little bit of fix. You guys are awesome. I will be back very soon. Y'all have a wonderful day. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>